each of us have a specific role that we've come here for and we have this opportunity to keep discovering it and keep chipping away and keep having more clarity come through for us. It's interesting as this group is, you know, full of light workers, full of those here who are awake and understanding that what they're here to do is is being really like the volume's being turned up at the moment. Like we're being asked to show up in ways that are going to push us up against our boundaries. Welcome to the Inner Sanctum online group sessions with Karen Swain. This recording is some highlights from our two to three hour online sessions where I teach deliberate creation each week and once and sometimes twice a month, we invite a guest teacher to share their wisdom and their work. Enjoy the highlights and if you'd like to join us, please go to karenswain.com slash inner sanctum and sign up. Hello and welcome to the Inner Sanctum. In September, where are we? 11, 12, 11 in the States and 12th in Australia. Today we have very special guest teacher, Jen Magenta Moon. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. <laughs> With her purple forest behind her. For those of you that don't know Jen, I've had Jen on the show. You have to go and watch her story. It's amazing. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about her. Jen is a shamanic ceremonialist, ritual healer, performance artist, shamanic practitioner, channel and spirit guide who, who recognises herself as a, from a star seed lineage. She's here on earth at this time to affect transformation and establish new frequencies and is recognised for her craft in providing spiritual medicine as healing. And there's so much more to Jen, but I'm not going to go into it. Do you want to um, talk a little bit about yourself, Jen, and tell us more about you? Sure. Hello, everyone. So nice to be here. Oh, that feeling of the inner sanctum, even the words, the inner sanctum just make me feel warm and safe and cozy. So I appreciate this opportunity to share the space and share the energy. And yeah, I'm feeling that each of us have a specific role that we've come here for and we kind of have this opportunity to keep discovering it and keep chipping away and keep having more clarity come through for us. And it's interesting as this group is, you know, full of light workers, full of those here who are awake and understanding that what they're here to do is is being really like the volumes being turned up at the moment like we're being asked to show up in ways that are going to push us up against our boundaries and up against our own stuff and so that's what I've been traveling through you know just continually being pushed up against my own fence of comfort zone and kind of being shot out really esoterically and really cosmically and then spending so much time in the world of spirit and channeling and and working shamanically that sometimes when I come back to this plane I'm like what <laughs> like oh it's really it's a really interesting time especially in this space of being locked down and spending so much time here with just my cat 
And um, so, you know, being with spirits, the best thing to do. <laughs> Karen's showing her beautiful cat. Yeah, so I guess what I've been traveling through at the moment is teaching and um, beautiful Michelle is in one of my programs at the moment. Uh, we're doing traveling through the foundations of ceremony, which is one of my tangible kind of practical ways of applying spirit to this this plane and working with it and having ways to kind of shift through our stuff so you know ceremony and ritual have been done for since the beginning of time and we all do ritualistic things they bring us comfort when we do those things that we we are doing in a repetitive nature or that we're putting conscious intention to so I guess I'm trying to uh, bring in a little bit more conscious intention about what we do and why we do it and by you know working with the elements working with spirit working with mother earth it amplifies what we can do and how we do it. And basically, I feel like one of our biggest missions as humans is to, you know, we come down here, we go through that veil of forgetfulness. And I had a really big stern chat to my guides the other day going, you know what, guys, I'm the one that took the blue pill. So you guys have got to sort this out and, you know, step up. We've got to work this together. And it was actually a really good chat with them because it was like they'd all been just kind of hanging out, chilling out for a while. And they also went, oh, okay, all right, yep, I'm here, I'm ready. And it's like we just took this next level. And I think that's what we're all being called to do at the moment, really, really find ways to understand more of our essence, our divinity, our multidimensionality, and also be here, be here in the physical body and um, find ways to illuminate ourselves. You know, the wording that they keep giving me is light ignites light. And that when we can move past our stuff, our limiting beliefs, our thought patterns, our like the structures of society that we've been taught are the truth and our reality that are starting to crumble and so many people are going if I can't I can't trust that then what's real it's like yeah exactly what's real and we've got to go within and we've got to find that essence and ignite that light within by having the courage to go and do our shadow work because when we do that it's like it gives permission for other people it it gives other people like when I was channeling this morning I started to tune into like spirit as a whole or universe or God or source, like whatever you want to call it. And this is what they were speaking about was this, um, you know, we are all moving on this timeline at the moment. And when I see it in my mind's eye, it's like this massive column of light and they're talking about all the timelines merging, that they're moving towards this huge shift in consciousness on this planet. And that some people aren't going to be conscious of it in the sense that they understand it cognitively. Like think about, you know, starving children in Africa aren't going to have education on, on the spirituality in the sense of the way we receive it. But it's like this heart resonance and if your heart is aligned to that, then you are on the path to this 
this shift in frequency and this, um, this change that the planet is going through. And yeah, it's like, we are like the amount of people I'm getting contacting me at the moment, just going through it, just really struggling, really facing their suffering. And it just, it just showcases to me that we're all going through this kind of what's happening on the macro is happening on the micro. So as everything kind of crumbles around us, these, these structures, this patriarchal way, this, um, this way of living, you know, it's time to form that new way walking and we are the pave makers. We are the ones needing to walk that path and being in front is a hard job. You know, it is hard sometimes because you're the one facing your stuff first. You know, I don't know if most, some of you would experience this sense of going through something and being like, what is going on? And then about a week later, it's like everyone else goes through it. It's like, okay, you're the one that needs to face this because your energy is ready to face it first. So when they show me the, the energies that are coming down onto the planet, like, um, on Friday or Thursday when I was speaking to my Arcturian guides and they were like, oh, just warning, there's another lot of, lot of frequencies coming down over the weekend. I'm like, okay, thanks for that. And um, and they're saying, you know, be, be aware that as you move through your stuff, that's all that's happening. Because so often we can get so sideswiped by it that we think that we are going crazy or like, what's happening you know and I I know I need people to reach out to to kind of have those sounding boards and um because I deal with spirit so much it's like I just need a person for a moment just to understand me so yeah I feel like I'm kind of just channeling at the moment just channeling information so I'd be really love to kind of direct this conversation to anyone that has specific questions about what they're traversing at the moment and what they're experiencing and feeling energetically and um yeah open up the floor yeah i agree with you jen as we are uh seeing the destruction of the old society the old beliefs and thought forms of um what we think life's about and um and beliefs in how this world is is run we're also seeing the destruction of the limiting and controlling beliefs within ourselves that have to arise in order to be met, in order to be let go of. So it is a transformative time for all of us as fears and limitations within ourselves arise. And then it's up to us to um, meet those fears and limitations with love and understanding <laughs> and saying, okay, this has just been an uh, old operating system. Okay. Do you want to share the channeling that you shared with me the other day? What it was at the Arcturians about the new earth. Do you want to share some of that? What's your YouTube channel called, Jen? I am Magenta Moon and Magenta's with a J, not the G. You've shared two videos uh, talking about the channeling that you received the other day, but do you want to go into what you received? Yeah, so I got uh, a big download about the Great Ascension and the New Earth. And it was an interesting kind of lead up to this. There was all these different synchronistic conversations and uh, other videos and things that kind of led me to have this conversation with them. 
for when we're working with spirit and our guide, our questions are the most important thing to, um, to work out how to receive the information that we want. So I spent a whole Saturday night and a whole Sunday morning working with them to get as much information as I possibly could around what's coming. And it, it rocked me a bit, to be honest, because even though I have seen this information prophesized and especially a lot in Dolores Cannon's work, um, I'm, I'm reading the We Are the Arcturians book at the moment and just started last night into this whole area about it as well. And it's just like, wow, so aligned. There was still a part of me just going, is this really real? You know, is this actually going to happen? And I received like dates and it was so soon that it really actually propelled me into a grief, a grief space. And also the understanding that when we receive information or an activation or like a spiritual awakening, it happens kind of on the energetic part of our aura first, which is kind of the outside layer. And then it needs to come in and kind of integrate with our being. So it goes then through the mental layer. So then we're going to come up with the thought, is this real? Do I believe it? What's it challenging within me? Then it comes through the emotional layers. And I felt the grief of like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually like having to let go of this specific vision of my life and open it up to this whole nother possibility. Then it comes into the physical and I went through about a week of having energetic detox symptoms, which are which I term ascension symptoms, where my body is kind of in fever and I get body aches, headaches, um, head ringing, um, crying a lot. And it's this purging, you're purging the lower vibrations so that you can move up into those higher vibrations. So the information that I got was that next year we will be moving to a new earth that there is a new earth starship that is basically a sister planet of planet earth that was created a long 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 time ago and for over 500 years it's been in like energetic sync with planet earth and evolving at this sort of similar rate but of a higher frequency and so our the the new earth starship has a consciousness is effectively another planet but it has the ability to travel and move and it's currently not near in closer proximity to planet earth and when this um great ascension event will happen it will be in closer proximity to earth it will um, be triggered by a an earthquake that happens on an island somewhere on the earth um, I have a fascinating actually connection with one of my friends um, has a sister who lives in Bolivia and she has a four-year-old nephew who is channeling the Arcturians and has given me a lot of um, complimentary information. So when I bring my friend to tell her about this, she was like, that's exactly what Arturo said. And it was like, oh, four years old. And he um, also said, hey, mom, you only just turned four. The Arcturians gave me a birthday gift last night. And um, she was like, what, what? She goes, they taught me how to read. And now he knows how to read. So it's like, wow. Even saying that gives me goosebumps, like that energy wash of it. 
and he's just he's just so pragmatic about it he's just so like he just knows so he has a lot of trouble at school because they just can't don't know how to deal with him anyway um he's helped me to uh work out some more of the finer details as well um so what I'm getting is that we're going to understand on a planetary level, like a lot of what Dolores Cannon brought through from the 1990s and the early 2000s has slight variations to what I've received. And look, none of us are going to know until it actually happens or, you know, so we can all take it with a grain of salt, but that um, she brought through that it would happen gradually, you know, that we're all kind of moving into it. And I believe that we are ascending and, and we're really being put in that pressure cooker right now to, to ascend in a vibrational level. But what they were giving me was that it's actually going to be a specific event that we're going to understand over a four-day period that something's about to happen. And then within a 24-hour period, the majority of the human race are going to move to this new Earth starship that will be there for approximately eight months and those who remain um, are choosing not to or of, or of that high fear negative polarity vibration that they they can't go there and that they will go through that the earth we're going through a cleansing that they, the earth needs to go through this cleansing in order to finally kind of come into its fifth dimensional frequency um, and that those who move to this new Earth starship are going to, it's like we're not going to move into um, individual dwellings, like we'll be going to places of healing or learning. So those who are um, of a lower vibration will go into those places of healing to help elevate their, their frequencies. Those of a higher frequency, I mean, there'll be a mix, obviously, will go to more places of learning to start to work on how to access the fifth dimensional and fifth density of consciousness um, capabilities. So things like telepathy, um, we'll be able to see a broader color spectrum, we'll be able to hear a greater range of sound, our, our sensitivities are going to go way up. So there's going to be a real adjustment period for that. And I was asking them, I'm like, is everyone going to want it, like going to like this? And they're like, not necessarily. They're all going to get, they're going to get quite a shock, some people. And, you know, Arturo, this four-year-old was like, you don't need to talk about it, you know, just stress people out. Whereas I've been getting, it's important to share this information. And, there was a real fear of actually sharing it. There was this part of me that had that sense of um, uh, persecution, you know, that DNA um, part of us that is still embodied that we will get persecuted for talking about spiritual stuff. It was very, very real in me. And um, I've noticed like sometimes I really want to talk about it and other times I'm just like, I just need to go and be human for a bit and, and not think about this huge, huge change that's going to occur. Uh, what else? They were saying that those who are um, injured, ill, diseased, obese, anything that is like an ailment of the body will have the chance to heal the by going into these higher vibrations, we will be able to access most optimal health, that we will be able to go through a transformation 
that we will be taking our physical bodies. We will literally be, it will be like walking through a doorway and we will only go with the clothes upon our back. Um, there will be no taking of anything and things will be provided for us there. But it's like, it will be like a pristine wilderness and that these places of congregation are kind of made out of nature. So they don't have this kind of third dimensional infrastructure and that, yeah, we'll be able to transform our physical forms because as we exist within that fifth dimensional um, vibration, we don't need to have physical form, but it is part of our, I, I think a lot of um, people and their souls wouldn't cope necessarily with moving from this experience into a light body immediately. So that'll be a choice down the track, but you'll be able to change age, gender, race, all of the things and and also change species like I was getting that my cat would be coming and she would be able to be accessing a human form so I thought that was really interesting have uh, have any of us got any questions on this at the moment great question and yes because that's actually what triggered part of me having this inquiry with um with my guides was that I watched this um short video called Project Looking Glass and it was um, a snippet of one of the whistleblowers and it had been turned into um, a, a short video so after watching that I went and looked it up more and 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 it was like this it was like this hope this ray of hope when I saw it that sort of changed my whole perception so Project Looking Glass is a is a government um, project that has since been shut down, but it was using technology that was uh, originated from ancient Sumeria or ancient Egypt. And I'm not exactly sure how they obtained the technology or what's been, it's been, you know, where, how it's traveled that far. But basically what they were saying was that this technology had the capacity to look in, down past timelines and look down future timelines. And that, um, that they would use it in order to um, control outcomes, you know, so that they would go, right, if we make this decision, what's going to happen at this point in the timeline for this country, this government, etc. And they started to find an anomaly that beyond 2012, they could not shift the outcome of the timelines, that they basically all merged. And they started to freak out because it was like they were alluding to some mass event occurring. So this person who did the, the video, he was, I can't remember his name, sorry, but I'll find the, the links and I'll share it within the group. Um, <clears throat> he was brought on board because one of his specialities was to um, kind of work out, was a problem solver basically. And he was asked without being given insight into the, the thing that they were able to see, they were like, can you find a different solution to this? And he basically came to the same conclusion that they had, that nothing was able to be changed. And that's why they shut the project down because they couldn't move beyond that. Now, what he was saying was that he gave the analogy of like playing a game of chess, you know, that if, if both players know that in seven moves, one person wins and one person loses, all the loser can do is prolong the outcome. 
And so <laughs> this guy was like, I thought originally that they thought that this was the end of the, the world, um, the end of life. But then he realised that it was the end of their life. It was the end of their ways of controlling and um, when I went and did more research into this, um, one of the other the guys that they were interviewing was talking about how the kind of layering of lies that have occurred on kind of global levels from, you know, the, I call them the global elite. Um, it, it's kind of layered upon layered upon layered upon layered that they kind of I think they've got together at times going, how can we unravel this? How can we start to be a bit more disclosing more truth? And they, were, they all came back to going, well, we can't because it would it would destroy the, the structures that they'd created. And I guess what, what I was getting with this great ascension was that anything built on the foundations of greed, power, separation, fear, would not be able to exist anymore. And our whole world has been created on that. You know, when I asked about, like, are religions and cultures going to exist anymore? It's like, no, because so much of it has actually been based on this sense of we're separate and that we will have a memory of it and that past this eight months, people will have the opportunity to come back and seed the new civilization here on planet earth and others will choose to stay on that new earth, but they'll be working kind of in, in a harmony. Um, so when I, I saw this, it was like this, okay, I understand why everything's happening right now. Like it's like, it like made sense that the, you know, and I've watched a lot of different things on, um, there's another really good video, which I'll share in the group um, with this lady. And like, I really enjoy watching things that aren't from the woo-woo spiritual perspective that kind of give evidence to what I'm, I'm getting, because then it kind of builds a stronger foundation for me. So this woman um, had a finance background and did a lot of research into the way all of this is occurring and that the virus is just, it's like, it's not that I don't uh, believe that there is a virus. I do because I, I know people who have got sick. However, I believe it is definitely a tool that is being used to create fear, to create separation, to create power, to create control for the different global elites to try and prolong this experience. And I also believe that the the use of a the jab into our beings, into our body, is um, serving to try and control the raising of consciousness um, on the planet. So, yeah, this the Project Looking Glass was the thing that opened my eyes to um, there being a bigger kind of reason why all of this is happening like even this lady was talking about all the riots that happened in America all fell into certain pockets of places that if they could then destroy that area the people who owned the businesses couldn't buy it they'd buy the land up like real cheap and be able to take over the area for their own own purposes like there was just so many levels and I know I'm not explaining it well because it was like an hour video and she's very intelligent so there's a lot of levels, so um, I'll share that. But 
yeah I hope that answers the question right okay this is I want to share what I'm getting because I'm yakking with the mob the whole time and this is what they're saying not that your vision has been in any way wrong it is a vision of a of a probable reality available to those who are here on earth especially the star seeds who have come from different realities where they have lived lives in a higher frequency and then as they've volunteered to come to earth and move into the density of the third dimension many of them feel uncomfortable here well I think we all feel uncomfortable in that third dimensional reality of fear and control uh, they have an opportunity to when they're finished their work here they have an opportunity to move back into that fifth dimension as you were talking about that sort of new earth starship uh, like that so they're the star seeds that are here but they're um, well they're a, they're a minority because there's all there's all stages of evolutionary process here on earth and there are those that will stay in the fear of control and they will um, probably live their future lives sort of exploring that and then there are some that will evolve but those who are in the fear and control as a part of their reality and they're not shifting that they're not going to ascend to a fifth dimension they're just not they're just not they're just not at that um, evolutionary stage it's kind of like taking a kindergarten kid and putting them in university it's too big of a quantum leap for them they still have steps to go through in order to evolve to to living in that uh, vibratory stance but there are those that are here that are already there that have elected to come into this density and then they've taken on this reality who can quite easily return to that stance so that's what you were talking about jen and um uh also what they're saying is that the Oh, I was saying this to somebody yesterday, that what is happening in our world isn't creating fear, it's revealing fear. So mm -hmm. if you're not afraid of something and somebody says, okay, okay, great analogy. Uh, I was trying to get the analogy yesterday and they just given it to me now. If you're not afraid of spiders and somebody comes up to you with a great big tarantula and says, look at this and tries to scare you right and you go oh isn't it beautiful <laughs> let me pet it <laughs> like if there's no fear there then fear can't arise so but if you are afraid of spiders and somebody comes and says look at this and you go ah then your fear arises because the fear is within you so that's what they're saying about this fear of illness and fear of death and the sickness is revealing the fear that people so there are people walking around with masks on really scared of getting a virus and there are people like me who are playing the game because i can't go to the shop unless i put some damn thing on my face they will not let me into a shop so i have to play the game but i'm not scared of hugging people or catching the virus or i'm just not scared so there's no fear in me and there's a lot of people like me so what they're doing is although it looks like they're creating fear they're revealing fear and then just like you said, Jen, at that point, we have a choice. Do we continue being fearful or do we look at it and overcome it and transmute it? So, yeah, so this is the evolutionary process. So what we're going through on planet Earth, it looks like control and terror and tyranny, 
but it's actually an incredible opportunity for people to deal with those inner emotional blocks and fear and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's going to continue sort of unraveling for the next, you know, for a while now, but there is an opportunity for those that are here that are fifth dimensional beings to leave this reality in your, like in your vision, Jen, because they've finished doing the work that they've come to do and they want to return to that frequency, that vibratory experience. How do you feel about that, Jen? Oh, so much. I actually wanted to ask you about that because I remember you writing that to me. You, you see a lot of people leaving and that really resonates as you say that. Um, yeah, and I've noticed myself just calling in this like the next levels and the next like level of consciousness and frequency. It's like, all right, I'm ready, but can you give it to me in a way that I can integrate it? Because we can, you know, inadvertently call something in that will push us over the edge a bit or we'll go into that sort of sense of a healing crisis or, you know, we'll just think we're a bit loopy for a bit. And, you know, I do hit those moments where I'm like, am I here? And I feel like my vibration is shifting so much that I don't quite feel here sometimes. And, um, you know, I resonate with what Angela was saying with that sense of, you know, we've reached that fifth fifth dimensional density so it would make a lot of sense that you know there's a lot of beings who came here to help with this time and they're like i'm done <laughs> job done see us so oh it's such a such a cool interesting time and as i said you know whether the the big great event happens or not i'm not i'm not latching onto it um you know, I receive that and it's like, okay, I had to, I had to receive it for whatever reason at the time, you know, and that I also trust that guidance comes through at times that, and over the time things haven't played out the way they've said it. So it's like, I needed to know that at the time for whatever that created in me and for mm. whatever energy I needed to put out to, to ripple for others as well. So I do believe there is a mass shift in consciousness and that everything that's happening, as you said, Karen, it's revealing the fear. And so people are being pushed to, this is a catalyst, you know, and pain has to be a catalyst for a lot of people until they learn that they don't need to wait for it to get so painful to change. But many are not going to move unless they, they have something to make them shift. There was something I heard yesterday in one of, um, I'm listening to Dolores Cannon's Convoluted Universe book four at the moment. And one of the readings she did was talking about these backdrop people and it keeps coming up. And I don't know if anyone's heard this before because I don't know how I feel about it yet that there is, they were talking about a lot of beings on the planet that we would consider people with souls and soul contracts and missions aren't necessarily that that they're more just forms of energy that have come to create the sense of of the backdrop of of earth that create this um tapestry of the planet that we get to play with and that um they're the the more unconscious ones the ones that you know fill the background that we would deem that aren't going to be able to shift into that next level of consciousness. And they're not like, cause I went to the beach yesterday 
and it was packed. I'm like, wow, this is lockdown. <laughs> and I sort of was looking around at everyone going, you know, who's a backdrop person? So I'd love, you know, anyone's insights or feelings or um, drop-ins around that. I, I don't think any of us, is, it's going to serve any of us to hold on to a, a timeline that's specific. And when I was talking to them post all of this, they were basically like, it needs, you need to understand there's flexibility on spirit side, just like there's flexibility here on human side that, you know, we shift and change. We have free will, you know, we think different things every two seconds and that their planning or whatever they're um, working towards is shifting and changing. Hence why what Dolores Cannon brought through 20 years ago may not now be what's what they're currently planning and what they're currently planning today might not be different. And again, their timelines are completely, completely different to ours. And the one thing that's never quite aligned with what I've got is the precise timing, hence why I'm just like, I'm not holding on to that. Um, and, you know, when I was questioning them, I was trying to be super specific at the time of like, is it, a 24-hour period in my experience like in earth's 24-hour period but yeah I'm just not I don't think it's going to serve us to hold on to precise precision it's more about who are we right now what frequency are we holding and when Kristen was saying about slipping into fear I think it, it stems back to what I was speaking about this morning and what the what the universe channeling was giving me it's like your heart is already aligned. Your essence is already aligned with these higher vibrations. Just because you have a fearful moment or have a, a traumatic experience or, you know, choose to get vaccinated. Like it's not going to shift you out of that. And I also don't believe that those who are vaccinated compared to those who are not are, are now on different tangents. It's just a different experience. You know, I've got highly spiritual friends who've chosen to get it and they said look I was told that that's part of the human experience I'm having this lifetime so pro-choice you know I'm not anti-anything I'm just pro-life pro-choice pro our ability to navigate this and have our free will I guess is it related to the solar flares that are supposed to occur at some point in the near future when I was tuning into, okay, it's, I'm getting some stuff now. There, there's this um, vision I'm getting of this kind of light hitting the planet and, and circulating the planet and it being a, a way for the frequency of the planet to shift that it wouldn't quite be um, hospitable to a lot of us to be here when that occurs. And that that will be part of the cleansing but it's not necessarily part of the what i'm getting is that great ascension point um when i asked about what because my initial query was around like you know where what's happening here on earth is, is it going to get more chaotic is it going to get more um like, is there going to be real catastrophes? Is there going to be mass, mass deaths? And it was sort of like, it's going to get worse, but it's not going to 
to kill a whole bunch of people because I was wondering if this great event was, you know, a mass flood, for instance, like back in, uh, in the day. Um, but there is some key event that Arturo was told about, which was this um, some earthquake on an island. That's as much as I'm getting. Karen, are you getting anything around solar flares? Uh, look, I haven't personally. Um, I was talking about this with, um, I just finished a show with Bill, uh, not Bill, Barry, Barry, Barry Littleton, who's an ET contactee. And we were talking about, we were talking about predictions. Um, and he said, do you get predictions for like the future of earth? And I said, you know, I don't, I only get predictions for like uh, sort of a very close, like next year or what's going to happen in the next few months or the next year or so. I don't really get anything past that. But what I can say is that having spent 30 years in the conscious community listening to light workers and new world teachers, uh, there are a vast majority of people talking about some sort of event that has to do with a solar flare. So I suspect it's a rather strong timeline that's out there that we are aligned with in some way. I can't say for sure because I'm not getting it. Um, again, timelines and probable futures are dependent on where you're at in the now. It's all about your vibratory stance in the now and what and what timeline you're on. Uh, but um, what the guides have said to me about light energy, light packets of energy hitting the planet, whether it's from the sun or from, you know, cosmic energy, which is the sun energy as well. It, it, it turns up, we're turning up the light on planet earth. And as you turn up the light, it reveals the dirt <laughs> or the fear, like we spoke about, it reveals the distortion, the distortion to the light. And so the light has been gradually over the last I don't know, a couple of centuries, I suppose, and, and getting stronger. It's like a dimmer switch, turning up the dimmer switch, turning up the dimmer switch. So I suppose it'll reach a stage where the dimmer switch will be turned quite, quite violently, where the light is making a choice point for many people and some will leave and some will move into it. And that's all I know about that. Um, yeah, but all I can say is that a lot of people are talking about it. So... Anybody else get anything on the solar flare event, the event discussed, but it does, yeah. I, I don't know. It, I think that just like you say, Angela, as we think about future events, it kind of makes the now uh, acclimating and aligning your energy to the frequency of love more important in the now, because whatever happens in the future, the more aligned with love that you are, the more in alignment with source energy, the more you'll be able to cope with it. It's like falling in love with spiders. If people are going to set spiders loose on the planet and you're not scared of spiders, then you're going to have a good time, right? Because you're aligned with love. And yeah, so I guess that talking about future events gives us the opportunity to think about where we're at vibratory speaking right here, right now. Like what fear am I dealing with? What insecurities am I still holding? Because as the light on planet Earth turns up, it just amplifies those fears, amplifies those insecurities, amplifies what's inside you. It just reveals and amplifies it. So, yeah, it does bring it back to the now. Imba's gone. Okay, so, Jen, should we do some ceremony? Sure. Let's do some ceremony. How can we amplify the love in the now in ceremony? Because the thing I love about Jen's work is although she's 
channeling the star seeds and, and helping the star seeds and all that sort of stuff she uses the shamanic wisdom the shamanic ceremony to really ground in the energy and i think that's really beautiful gorgeous all right loves if you just want to feel comfortable if it feels right just to close down the eyes take a beautiful deep breath in oh, and just feel your body seated wherever it is in this time and space and call yourself back call yourself back from all time people places and events just bringing that energy of you back calling on the energy of your highest spirit to embody your body today I want to call in beautiful spirits of the east and the energy of water. Now, when we feel that energy of water, it is cooling and calming and cleansing. It is hydrating and nourishing. Ask for that energy to come into your body and being at this time. Calling on the spirits of the north and the energy of air the wind and the winged ones, calling on that eagle eye perspective so that we can see with greater perspective and greater clarity, greater precision, what it is that we want to see, that we are ready to see. We call on the wind to bring that air of change, that fresh breeze, those whispers on the wind, that knowledge into our beings. A call upon the spirits of the West and the energy of fire. Fire is illuminating. Let us turn that light up, that light within this world, within ourselves, within our hearts, within our souls. Turning that light up and allowing it to transform what are we ready to release? What is ready to be burnt away? What can we transmute with that light? What I received this morning, that fear is basically just the absence of light, that when we shine the light on something, it can unlock the energy of that fear and let it dissipate and dissolve. Call on that energy of fire today. Perhaps you go and stand out in the sun and let those codes of sunlight hit your physical body, come into your energetic field. Let it awaken something within you, something dormant, those wisdom codes, those light codes. Calling upon the spirits of the south and the energy of earth beautiful mother earth which we are placed upon on this time tapping into her consciousness giving great gratitude to the custodians the traditional landowners the earth spirits the animal spirits sending a grounding cord down from your root chakra right into the center of the earth allowing it to be a, a funnel for any stagnant and foreign energy to flow from you down that grounding cord into Mother Earth where she easily transmutes that. 
calling on some earth energy to come up that grounding cord into your being, being a channel of wisdom that you can live by. Calling the sacred above, Father Sky and Great Spirit. Calling on the sacred below, Mother Earth. And calling on the sacred in between, the bridge between the physical and the spiritual. I want to invite you now to tune into your energy body. With eyes closed, imagining what your energy body feels like at this time. Is it bigger than you? Does it feel like you? Feeling your physical hands, stretching them out for a moment, stretching those fingers out on your physical hands and then relaxing them. Now in your energy body hands, stretch those out. Do they feel different? Do they have a greater range of flexibility? As we can start to tune into our energy body, this is a great way to work on our frequency. Calling in more light if we need it. And when we need to call in more energy, we can ask for universal cosmic energy to come down into our crown chakra, flow down the back of our spine, igniting and clearing the back of our chakras, making a U-turn at our root chakra coming up the front of the body, clearing and igniting the front of our chakras, allowing life force energy to flow in and out. Coming back up through the neck and out through our crown chakra, showering out through our auric field. Again, clearing it of any stagnant or foreign energies that are not serving us anymore. What can get lodged in our auric field in our energy field are beliefs, our beliefs that we have, that we are hearing from the world. You can imagine them like little pictures or little movies in your field that go on repeat, that keep informing you of something. And here is an opportunity to say, do I need you anymore? Are you serving me anymore? And by simply asking that question, you might feel a little rattling, a little dislodging of some of these pictures or some of these movies. They might just feel like points of energy or points of non-energy, shadows. Allow this cosmic energy just to flow through your field now, really clearing it, really bringing in those high vibrations and that grounding cord can be that drain that allows all of that to leave you. Now, when we clear our energy field, let's look at our aura. What is the edge of that like? 
Does it feel sharp, like there's a defined edge between our auric field and, and the rest of the world? Does it gradual, gradually fade out and kind of merge with the energy of the rest of the, the world? Because we can create protection for ourselves when we need it. But a beautiful way to work with energy and read that which is around us is to have that gradation effect. Now, noting, what does that edge feel like? And are there any patches that might need a little bit of love today? Are there any holes or worn bits or frayed bits? And just like a painter would render a wall, imagine rendering your auric field with love, huge, thick layers of love, covering it so that any worn places, any holes are all filled up and your luminous energy field has a beautiful, strong cocoon around you. And as we've been rendering your energy field, that cosmic energy is still coming into that crown and filling this space up with the highest vibration you are open to at this time. With life force energy. Now I want to invite you to imagine a beautiful big sun above your head. Fill that sun with life force energy, with neutrality, with passion, purpose, gratitude, love, forgiveness. And I want you to place an intention within that sun now. Imagining and asking and intending for how you can show up for yourself, for this incarnation, for those you are here to serve from your most centered place, most heart love aligned place. You might have a more personal intention you'd like to put in there as well. Something to do with a relationship in your life that might need a little bit of healing. Something to do with your work. Maybe it's to do with how you can get out of your own way to do what you came here to do. You know, if you had one year left on planet Earth, what's all the amazing things that you are here to do? Fill that sun with images of all the adventures, all the experiences, all the feelings that would most light you up. And as this sun has grown to its biggest capacity with all of that 
I want you to open up that sun and let it pour forth into your luminous energy field, filling you with all this vibration, this rainbow of light. Notice what colours showcase themselves to you. What colours that are there are going to communicate to you the different vibrations that all of these wonderful things hold. Beautiful. Take a deep breath in. Ah, let it out. Resonating with this gorgeous vibration. And notice how you feel with this frequency now. Because this is available to you at any time. You can call this back. For you are here to continue to keep topping yourself up with vibration and frequency, which allows you to open your mind, open your heart, open your perspective, raising consciousness. I want you just now to tap into your heart. What does it feel like? What does it look like? If it was a room, what's inside of that room that represents your heart today? Look about that space. Notice in the center, there is an item. And this item is a gift a gift from your heart to you. Take that gift up, see it, feel it, experience it, and offer gratitude and thank yous. Allow this to be a symbol of this ceremony today a symbol that you might find a physical representation for or you might like to draw it or find a picture of something similar. Perhaps you have something that you could place as a sacred item on your altar to remind you of this vibration that you hold, that you are, that you emanate. And see those tendrils, those filaments of light that emanate from your auric field out into the world, reaching different parts of the planet, different people, different places. And trust that your energy is paramount to this time, to this shift in consciousness on this planet. Sitting within this field, holding this in your heart, giving great thanks to all the benevolent beings 
to each one of your beautiful spirit guides who love you unconditionally, to our galactic brothers and sisters, to the earth spirits and the animal spirits, to all of those who are here in service to this high vibration, that knowing when you are in this high vibration, you are open to the communication from spirit to keep your eyes and ears and heart ears out and open for the signs and symbols and synchronicities. And that there are no coincidences, that you are in perfect alignment, perfect synchronization. You're in divine timing and that your essence and light is alive. Feel any vibrations on your body. Feel the frequencies making shifts and transformations within you. Thank you. I close this sacred space by giving great thanks to the sacred in between the sacred above and the sacred below and gently close you down. We give great thanks to south and earth and gently close you down. I give great thanks to west and fire and gently close you down. I give great thanks to north and air and gently close you down. And I give great thanks to east and water and gently close you down. Bring your awareness to the point behind your eyes. And in your next breath, breathe your eyes open. I can feel all this tingling around my like face so that's interesting I want to tell you what I saw just tell people uh, how to find you what you're up to what you're doing Jen Magenta Moon is my Facebook and I've got a normal Instagram on that or I am Magenta Moon is the business ones and YouTube I'm going to be creating a membership. So similar to, I guess, the um, the Inner Sanctum, that there'll be in a weekly live masterclasses and Q&A and sharing and also monthly ceremonies that will be offered in kind of a, a curated video format and monthly um, daily practices just to work on energy and, you know, moving through things. So I'm really looking forward to that. It felt like... Uh, a beautiful next evolution of the work to offer a space like to create community and to to share that I don't know this transition time this this raising in consciousness as a group so um, there'll be that plus I'll be uh, training people to do shamanic ceremonialist work like I do which um, I love and um, it brings in my background of event management my background of performing arts and and my love and passion for spirituality and, and shamanism. Thanks for the opportunity, Karen. I really appreciate it. 
beautiful. It's been so beautiful to hear your story and have you share with us today. It's been gorgeous. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Loved it. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, guys. So nice to see all you again. Bye, Dan. Beautiful Yay, day, thanks, everyone. Love. Bye, thanks, everyone. Love Thank you all. You. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.